The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, an investigation by City Auditor David Ewan has revealed that tens of millions of dollars from the city's current planning reserve fund are misused through insufficiently documentation or appropriate value for money. On Wednesday, Ewan told the city's audit committee it was not clear who was responsible for addressing the risks. Mike Nickel, the uh, Ward 11 councillor here in Edmonton, has said Edmontonians should be outraged. Uh, trust me, I am. Mr. Nichols joins us on the phone now. Hey, Mike. Hey, Andrew, how are you doing? Good. Sorry for putting an S at the end there. Mike Nickel. No, I do no, that every time. Hey, Mike. You'll do it again. Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, you actually typed it right I in did. there, I did. I even too. typed it with yes. an S, and I'm like no, a talking okay. head. You're All not right. the only one. Mike, your head must have exploded. Yeah, actually, my, uh, my, you know, I got so mad yesterday, my blood pressure just went through the roof, and I'm feeling it today. I am just... I'm just flabbergasted. I, I don't know what to say. Well, you know, start I, by, for those listeners, because I've read about it, I've looked, uh, you know, uh, read everything I can on it and got madder as I did it. But perhaps before we all lose our minds, uh, an overview of this fund that's set aside for to take the peaks and valleys out of uh, building mm. permits. Can you sort of uh, give us an overview of what it's supposed to do? So back in 2013, 2012, 2013, the developers and the builders in the city decide to pay extra money to our planning department so they can improve services with regards to turnovers and permitting. You know, we were falling behind, things were taking too long, so the developers and the builders said, we'll pay extra money into a fund for a service enhancement if you get us, you know, get us tighter turnaround times and consistent practices with regards to approving our application. So 2013 rolls around, and and I'm starting to hear from builders and developers that things aren't changing. In 2014, I asked for a report on this fund, uh, basically asking all these fundamental questions the auditor now has reported on. And every budget since I've been involved in I've been asking about this fund, how is it doing, how is it performing? And administration, up until this week, that it was working fine, everything was great, nothing to see here. And then we get the report back from the auditor finding out that literally up to, thir- about, I calculate around $33 million of developer and builder money, which was, is always passed on down, remember, to the home buyer at the end of the day. So it's not like it's, uh, it, we all pay in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, has gone awry. And there were multiple points through this whole process not just by me, but by other counselors asking, is this fund okay? Are we getting good value from our money? And the facts are, we just weren't. Uh, they weren't tracking where the money was going. They weren't tracking who was spending the money. I mean, the only word I could come up with is gross managerial mismanagement. There's nothing left. If you think the metro line's a black eye, Mm. This is the second black eye. So if, it, if it's just, gross... I, I, was, I was absolutely furious because they were given the chance over four years, four mm-hmm. years to come forward. And that's, then, that's what I wanted to ask, Mike. If it's gross managerial mismanagement, can you tell me the names and or positions of the management who uh, got fired when it was first uh, discovered? And here's, and here's the rub. 
When, when we ask Ms. Cochran, our city manager, has anybody been held accountable or fired for this whole debacle, she said no. They're, either some of them are no longer working here or they're no longer with the department. So no one is being held accountable. Will of anybody course, be held re- accountable, though? Well, ultimately, it has to be the city manager, right? Because we technically we only have one employee. Mm. And... and and this is where I'm getting more and more frustrated with is, is that under the deck, what I am seeing, be it the waste audit, where, where they don't even know what it, the city doesn't even know what it costs to collect a ton of garbage in the city. They don't even know what their cost drivers are to the metro line, to the sand and gravel, and on and on it goes. Is, is that who's, who under the deck is doing what? And, you know, I get kind of frustrated that I have to be always the mechanics guy asking the questions saying are we getting value for our money are we getting value for our taxes i know i sound like a broken record and the answer is very simple here if you measure what we do if you track what we do right then you know when there's a problem because what gets measured gets fixed and here is a classic case where they simply they just had to measure some of this stuff and report back we would have known about this problem four years ago so is this a criminal situation did money get embezzled or did it just not have the proper paper trail well there is a portion a portion of this uh uh fund was uh there was a contract issue for eight and a half million dollars in it services that is presently under investigation and i'm not you know we're not allowed to comment about stuff that's under investigation we understand that for an eight and a half million dollar it contract where the auditor just went went I'm not sure we got any value for this. Is that that uh, e-services project you're talking about? That's exactly it. That they have to find another three and a half million dollars to spend to shore that contract up. So there is a portion in here that's under question that we asked for a report back uh, because it says clearly in in the report there was a conflict of interest with and and so on and but none of that was reported to council. And that this just sounds to me like the metro line again. Oh, geez, right? you keep bringing that up. I don't know why you got to agitate me even further. Um, well, because Andrew, it's just happening over and over. Yes, it is happening over, over and over. And I, so you why? Know, what's what, exactly? What, what, what's going to be done Do you, to change? Mike, that? I don't. I, I don't expect you to be aware of this. Um, but you know, Jalen and I had fun with a story last year <laughs> about a tree being replaced out front of my house. And that it took 15 crews to finally replace the tree. And the story went on for months. You know, a a crew that dug up the tree, uh, another crew that put an X on the chip so that the crew that picks up the chips can figure out what chips look like. And, And at the time I said, this is a systemic problem. This, when you can't plant a tree without using 15 crews, there's a bigger problem managing the city. There's you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And what the major problem is, is that, is that through this reorganization now that we've been going through for two years, I cannot say how confused people have become with who's doing what, who's in charge of what, as, they, as, as the administration continues to move the boxes around. And so the, the only way we're going to get consistent, know about consistency and get results is if we actually track what we do as a city and hold it to a target for so we know whether or not we're that's what your auditor does what did your what did your auditor audit doing that 
Sorry? What did the auditor audit, if not this? And l- let me just say this. So in 2012, the reserve is sitting at $26 million. 2017, it's supposed to be $47 million, but instead it's six. My question is, over those five years, what did the auditor audit? Well, the auditor went in there and basically tried to find out where the money went. And you will see over and over in the audit, it says there were no documents. They failed to identify supporting documents for decisions made for money spent. I mean, there's just, and this is the problem, is if there's no documentation, if there are no emails, it gets very difficult to track who did what. And so that goes right to managerial competence. So at, at the end of the day, it's you're on it. Some people are looking at it, paying attention to it. Other people are furious about it. But is it just going to go by the wayside? Well, I'm do, I'm trying my best. You know, I you know. Oh, some I know. Counselors, yeah. Some counselors make jokes because I always talk about metrics, targets, and outcomes. And we're actually bring we're bringing a policy back where we're supposed to take all our corporate and branch outcomes and actually measure them, actually track them, actually ask the question, are we moving the needle on some of these files? Because I've seen file after file after file that goes like, where did the money go? Who's in charge of this file? Who's responsible for this? And it's just like, I get back, I don't know, or I don't hear a thing, or that person's no longer here. It just seems to me that keeping track of money would be a top priority in a corporation like the city of Edmonton. Yeah. What do you want me to say? I'm like a broken record, but it's been four and a half years that I've been on pushing and pushing and pushing. And it's, it's, I gotta, I gotta tell you both of you and your listeners, I'm getting frustrated to the point where I'm, I'm just, I'm almost ready to throw my arms up because what is it going to take? What is it going to take for city council administration to actually start realizing that that we have a management problem, middle management problem in this city? Do we, do we have and, a do we have a whistleblowing program? Yes, we do. And let's go to you know where do you think? Uh, but it, the problem with the whistleblowing program was this: if you recall, not not too far back, right? We had a whole host of complaints come in. Right, regarding sexual harassment right. and yeah. bullying. Do you yeah. remember that story? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, that was myself and Tony Katarina having a bunch of manila envelopes sent to us from frontline city workers saying that the whistleblower line wasn't working. Because what was happening is, is that we'd be sending it to the auditor. It was out of the auditor's scope, so he'd be sending it back to the administration and our human resources department, and then it would go back into the regular mill. And so now we took that process away from them, and now people are starting to come forward. And, and, and before this, remember, the killer is, is that before this, we had an employee, employment, employee engagement survey. And when I asked Ms. Cochran at the time, I said, I really hold this in suspect, right? She said, nope, everybody, everybody's good, everybody's happy. And then finally, we find out the real picture is that that's just not the case. 
Wow, Mike. And, you know, I know our questioning is a little aggressive here. Well, well you know I can take it. Yeah, I know you can, and we're not... It's not you. It's, it's not you. It's, it's just on. so frustrating that it happens to be in the same news wheel, the same news cycle, as council deciding what the increase in property taxes is going to be. And that's why I ask if, miss, if money is missing or it just wasn't documented properly or it was misused, or if the money still exists somewhere, we just don't know where, because as a citizen, it's hard. It's hard to not think that if you weren't missing $30 million, I might not need a 3.5% property increase. Well, hasn't been, Andrew, hasn't that been my argument for years? Mm. Yes. That, that have I not argued that for years, for the last four and a half years, to say that there are not efficiencies to be found, and that the, ta- the, the continual tax increases that we've had over the last decade and a half, right, yeah. could have been mitigated with better management practices. I, and I, I know it's not sexy. I know it's not it's not like big news when you talk about trying to get managerial performance into a system. But here we, we are now talking about the real consequences. This is a 2% tax increase. $33 million is a 2% tax increase. Hmm. Well, right? Yeah. So, but I, and I get, I'm, I'm now I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. It's a huge organization. It doesn't run like a business. There's a lot of... Um, you know, my tree story, well, four of those crews weren't city crews. They were occupational health and safety or whatever. Like the city plays under slightly different rules than everybody else. Is the organization too big to be fixed or or at the very least too big for the details to be looked at at, at the level they need to be? No, absolutely not. And But what we have to do is we have to have better application of management. And we have to have accountability. We need more transparency. That way you get more accountability. And the only way I can I can get that transparency consistent over year over year, let's say I get hit by a car tomorrow and Mike Nichols no longer on council and, he, and he's no longer trying to look at the mechanics. If they were tracking the numbers, for example, permit turnaround times back in 2014, and they were tracking them and they were reporting them back to council on a regular basis, we would have known, right? We would have known something was wrong back then, and we would have gotten on it. Asked, well, why, why before we, you know, the, spent thirty million dollars or thirty million plus dollars, why, why aren't we getting improved turnaround times, right? Yeah. But here we don't have the account transparency. We don't have the accountability, and it's got to go. Be, you know, this argument that I get so frustrated <sighs> with is that well, they're no longer here. Right? Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. So, but Mike, so, this this all happened under a different city manager as well. That's right. It's, it's happened under it's happened under two. <laughs> and so that even begs the question: Why is it taking so long to come forward? Why does it take an audit? Why does it take an audit to bring this stuff forward? I mean, and this is, and I get, I go back to my 2014 request. And it says right here, where I say a review of what challenges remain and how the current planning reserving reserve is to be allocated to address these concerns over the next four years. This was the point in time, right, that they were clearly asked for a, for accountability, and they didn't report that. Mike, I wish I was talking to you over a beer, because there's a couple of questions I'd love to ask. Right, we get in trouble. We can't we, do it right yeah, here. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, all, all I'm going to say to the two of you is that before you go to Vegas, make sure your eyes are dotted and T's are crossed. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Thanks for taking the time, Mike. Appreciate <laughs> it.
Anytime. All, All right. right. That's Mike Nickel joining us this afternoon. A quick break here. Some more of your comments coming in on the text line, on the phone line. And we'll also hear what Mayor Iveson had to say about it all. The issue is it's public money, it's it's in the public trust, and all of that public money, my expectation is all of that public money uh, has to be treated with the utmost of respect and, and with uh, total accountability. And that didn't happen in this case, and I, as I've said, that's unacceptable and that's infuriating. Respect and accountability, and it's infuriating. So what happens next? Here, Here's what, when I said there's a question I want to ask Mike, but it, you know, Mike's not the problem. But here's the question I want to ask Mike, as a counselor. I want to ask all the counselors and our mayor. You talk, and no offense to you city workers out there, you talk to any city worker, talk to any individual whose paycheck says City of Edmonton on it, Mm. and say, do we waste any money? There's usually a laugh, chuckle. You'll hear a great story of Mm -hmm. how they ordered this or paid for that, or the city wastes money at every single level, in every single department. And that's where I was kind of trying to get to with Mike, is this just too big to control? And I, I again, I don't want to... Is this a waste? This is a waste, but to me it's the keeping track of, yeah, the, of the money. Exactly. Like, because when the mice, you know, when the cat's away, the mice will play. So it becomes a cultural thing. It just becomes this environment where everybody knows that's how it works. 15 crews plant a tree. That's how it works. But nobody actually seems to say, stop. Why does it work that way? Don't let it work that way. And I don't know who those individuals are or... And as you know, Mike says, the the city only has one employee, the city manager, then everyone else works under that. Um, They work for city, not council, right? But my question is, if every single city employee that I've ever spoken to tells me, and I'm talking from garbage collector to whatever, you know, maybe they get off an extra hour, but don't punch it, you know, like that kind of stuff. Do you see this as the same thing? Like, I mean, I I get... I see it as a culture. Where it's just acceptable, and then with and like, just let it go. Then, like, well, right. well, it happened. We'll just just kind of keep moving along. And and like anything else, it's like somebody who doesn't want to smoke and says, "I'll just have one a day." Just one a day is not going to kill me, but it becomes a pack a day within a week, right? And when you allow even small things to happen, when you don't govern and you don't audit properly and you don't oversee operations properly, small things become big things. Well, think about your own bank account. Sure. Think about your own bank account Absolutely. at home. Absolutely. Yep. Great point. You know, wow, it's ah. going to be out by a few cents here That's or there. a few there. cents. You know, yeah, $20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It adds up and it all, you know, and then the opportunity is there for you to lose a lot more money. This city, and I don't know that any city has run better. I don't want to, I don't know that. I just know that I've never, ever in my life had a conversation with someone who works for the city who hasn't told me a funny story about how money got wasted in their department. Funny, funny sad, funny haha, funny yeah. take your pick. Yep. Uh, thanks for all your texts coming in on this one. Thanks to Mike Nickel for joining us. We need to take a break here at 2.57. On the other side, uh, Cam Batley, the Chief Operating Officer for Aurora Cannabis, joins us in studio. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.